spinning yarns and chewing fat. Hi, I'm HBC and welcome back to another week of the Japan Rugby Weekly. As always, I've got our guest. No, you're not a guest. You're uh, Anyway, we've got Ben here and we've got Doug here. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be turning some fat around uh, what's happened on the weekend in terms of footy. Let's go. Nice. Um, yeah, I've gone backwards. Coke. <laughs> well, I think I spanned you because I've been yeah. guest star for three weeks. And you're yes. like, oh, maybe we'll just call him a co-host. Yeah. Very special. You're forever very special guest. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like we've been trying to get other people. <laughs> but we can only get one. No one wants to come. Yeah. But no. how's life, guys? How's life? Oh, it's good. I think um, we've come off. We came off a pretty uh, good weekend where we got to have a preseason and then a preseason game, and then went into a wee team party, a team nombikai. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Fun. It's probably the first one is it, of this season where we've had the staff and players. Yeah. 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 All go together and. Um, I helped organise a bit of it and I kind of wanted to just make it that the, the tables are all randomised so you could have players and staff interacting. Mm. But I reckon I got rigged a bit somehow because I had three staff on my table. And I was like, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Thank yeah. Um, well, because when I picked Moan, I could see heaps of numbers. Like, so I could see the numbers. So maybe, but I didn't know where anyone's sitting because I was at the front. So I just picked a random one. But if you're sitting together already, you might be like, oh, I just picked five. And then maybe another coach is, oh, okay, I'll pick five and maybe. That's yeah, yeah. Good. We should have maybe tried to be more vigilant mm, on that. Yeah. But no, nah, it was good. It was fun to get the staff and players together. And, you know, you get to see the real faces of yeah. the players after a few <laughs> beers. So it was good. Because um, I think a few of them had already had a few beers before they arrived. Eh? So their real faces on show already. So. Yeah, yeah. And then what? They just looked at another face <laughs> after a few more beers. Nah. <laughs> It was a rough Sunday though. That mm. was a tough, <laughs> tough innings when you're a parent on a Sunday after a night out. Yeah. Um, you too, H? Did yeah, you yeah. Uh, it was a good night. Yeah, it was a really good night actually. Yeah, mm. like what Ben said, get to know the boys, uh, who they really are and come out. But, um, yeah, Benny's table was a bit rigged, I think. Mm. I think I remember looking over and quarters looking at me like, I'm not going to enjoy this. Uh, yeah. You had quarter on your table. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like me and quarter were the only two only players. Two players yeah. And I was like trying to talk to him and then I had like Webby, uh, Glex and Mutz. I was like, what a stitcher. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like full English with like spattered with a bit of Japanese and I was like, oh, this poor guy. How good. Yeah. Yeah, I had a pretty good table though. It was mm-hmm. good. Yeah, Maddie V, Goske. Nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, two yeah. young boys, Hachi and Sakamoto. Yeah, I think that was another big one I wanted was having... Um, like young boys and older boys mm. mixing together a bit and, you know, trying to just not get rid of the senpai kohai system, but, you know, like just try and get boys mingling. Mm. Yeah. Just talking I mean, you don't really have senpai kohais on the field, you mm. know, like we're all just one team. So. Yeah. I think um, the only difference when a younger guy is talking to an older guy on the field normally is they have like son. They say son on their name, so they'll be like, H son, you dropped the ball kind of thing. So they still say something, but they just put the son respect on it. is still there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, son, you've got to get here. Like, and then, but for when it's the other way around, it's like, you've got to get here kind of thing. So, oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, I think, obviously, for me, the first 
we were talking about it before, but you've got like Ichijike, the Nijike, and like the first party, second party and stuff. Always yeah, the first you party. also mentioned the, was it Re, Re Jikai? Yeah, Re Jikai, the pre-party. And that, that Re means zero. Yeah. yeah, so they were like, start. Mm. There he is. There, there, there. Sasuke's <laughs> That's where we start. <laughs> yeah, so the, the beginning party before mm. the party. Yeah. Pre, yeah. So pre-drinking. I think mean, it probably started with the Nijikai as like the second party. And you don't really call the first one the Ichijikai, I don't think. But then the Ichijikai probably just came in afterwards. And you can't go anywhere, you know, lower than zero from one, I guess. <laughs> Where our Ichijikai was, I got um, Daniel Makoto Rindi to come help me set up and, you know, get the place ordered. And we met H there later. Mm. But we convinced um, Dylan the Dill Pickle Nell to come help us out. But I'd, we just told him to want to come with us. Yeah. And he just thought he was going in early. <laughs> and then he, like, when he found out we were like sitting up and stuff, he was so ropeable. Like, oh, I wouldn't have done this. Classic <laughs> girl. But yeah, because we were supposed to do the podcast before today, but yeah. I think it was pretty good. We didn't, otherwise, I'd be carrying my like five, yeah, 10 kgs of stuff to the Nijike uh, with the coaches. Oh, Could have done a coach podcast already. Yeah, that um, would have been good. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Ichijike, because I know at the end, you know, we'll be closing it up and we'll be talking and stuff. So I'm like, oh, I can't get too drunk here. Otherwise, someone will be talking and then I'll just be like, <laughs> um, so I always just watch myself there. But then the Nijike, I think because it was a staff Nijike, I was translating there as well. Oh, um, so didn't want to just pull some heavy Hongo out for everyone. Mm, just like, yeah, uh, we only speak Japanese here. Um, but so I wasn't too bad on yeah, Sunday, I, when I walk home, I walk to a skia, a gudon, you know, the beef ball restaurant, got a cheese Ooh. gudon, oh. tokumori, which is the one bigger than, um, the omori, the big one. Yep, yep. You know. The tokumori, yeah. I think it was what, about 2 a.m. We ended up, um, I was saying earlier, at, as kind of rogue, but that fish, I don't know the name of it. Do you know the one, the one that's at like every station, but it's just like a seafood restaurant with like a little grill. And you'd like, as soon as you walk in the door, you're just hit by that seafood smell. Yeah, yeah. And they almost always have like a little tank with like one crayfish swimming and nothing else. (laughs) And like we were there at 2am for like our end of night feed. I think H was pretty keen. And H just grabs the iPad and just starts ordering up all this stuff. And then like Dylan's just suddenly clicked that we're just in like a seafood restaurant. He's like, he doesn't really like fish. And that's like the end of the night. All that's coming out is like just seafood after seafood (laughs) after seafood. We had like, a whiskey highball mm. that tasted pretty rogue and that was like the way we finished our <laughs> night and it was just like fuming like is this how I'm going to end my night we bought him some chicken uh, ramen in the end day yeah, yeah. yeah that was the only but like, non-seafood option when you're at a seafood restaurant and you order a chicken ramen you can't expect the chicken ramen to taste very good <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I, I almost feel like that restaurant in itself is a rite of passage in mm. Japan for like foreigners in the sense that I swear if you're of the Japanese boys, if you are out drinking, whether it's a Ejikai, Ejikai, or Nijikai, like you're probably going to end up at that place at some stage in the night. Sure. So, like, probably better for um, the old dill pickle to get it done at mm-hmm. the end of the night, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we were already winding down, anyways. Yeah. But oh, I'll, have, I'll have to though. get the, um, the name of it because mm-hmm. I just feel like it's. it's it's almost it's famous like i should know the name of this restaurant mm, contact them and be like you'll get a lot more foreigners uh if yeah. we can put it on our thing and rolling in like, at 2am asking for chicken ramen <laughs> and they'll be like no thank you yeah. <laughs> um but yeah speaking of more foreigners borders are opening oh yes the rates done of we um, switch a roof for us which is nice as well the mm-hmm. new zealand to oh, japanese yen yeah oh that's nice the old um the yen's finally starting to strengthen up again mm-hmm. i think but yeah. with the news of 
be people being able to come into Japan and mm-hmm. tourism and stuff like that really opening up, which is cool. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, yeah. Yeah, get excited. It's been a long time, two, two and a half years mm. um, since um, the border's been open. So, yeah, should we do a live um, live podcast in front of all our fans and we get a five people? <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Everyone's going to fly over to get on the podcast. All three of our mums and two of our friends. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mum doesn't listen to this. I can't worry about enough of this guy's chat. Yeah. Well, I was having a look at who listens, and you can see from each country, Japan is our most popular, uh, and that's probably 90% Dynables, but then second popular is the US. So, oh, um, yeah, we've got a few interesting, um, mm. big John Akiba's yeah, family, yeah. all this thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if it's like Kiwis or these in US, or if it's actual Americans, but just have to start speaking a bit more of an American accent just to help them out. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll brush up on that for the next mm, one. Uh, yeah. Water. 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 <laughs> <laughs> was that, was that? I think we lost half of them. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah, unsubscribed, but yeah. Uh, running on the line of foreigners, how about, um, what were we talking about? Toyota's mm. um, wingers starting at flanker. Not even like the yellow card sub, the actual like <laughs> wingers straight just to, playing straight flanker. Yeah, uh, we had former Japan international and uh, Coca-Cola Red Sparks player William Tupo uh, played centre fullback for Japan and also wing. Um, here's the one you might have seen him on uh, online last year, where he basically caught one of the Santori wingers over oh, the line yes, and, and pulled him back yeah. over. Um, and I think that yeah, that went a bit viral. But anyway, he um, never seen him hit a rocket. I think no. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was named at seven on the weekend for their first preseason game against Kudan, the only remaining Kyushu rugby team in the uh, league one. Yeah. Uh, and then they obviously preseason game, they had first half, second half team. And then uh, they had another uh, guy, Sevens International for Japan, also played Sumbles um, like Toops did. But uh, Jamie Henry, uh, he was on the wing, sorry, was a, is a winger who was playing number seven in the second half as well. So um had to chat to Toops about it, but he reckons it's because they've got a few of their guys at Himeno and stuff at uh, Japan duties and all that. So they just They'll definitely be few. trialing something, I reckon. Mm. Like, there'll be something cooking. I don't, I don't know what, I but there'll definitely be something cooking in there. Trying to pull uh, yeah, the wool over our or, eyes. Or are they doing like, I remember one year I was playing, oh, this would be like roller mills, like under 16s or whatever for Harbour. Um, and our team mustn't have been very good, but the coach just like, made us all wear different numbers like oh, random yeah. numbers to run out so that like the team just wouldn't know like what position and stuff you were so you could like spanner them on the field <laughs> so we because we went very good we just had to like do random stuff like that so maybe that's Toyota you know just like Mind games, random yeah. dudes at um seven yeah they had a prop on the wing so yeah <laughs> um but yeah I think the problem with Toyota you probably know most of them you're like oh that's that's a guy who's playing you know yeah. world cup so it's a natural progression anyways. You know, they always say as a winger, you start getting a bit older and you, you kind of just move in. But he's mm. kind of just leapfrogged the centre second five kind of mm. scenario and just gone straight into the flank. Well, I think because he went, well, yeah, Jamie did. Toops went like full, uh, centre, two fullback, then a bit of centre again, bit of wing, and then suddenly seven. So Slowed down um, a bit and yeah, gone yeah. to the flank. Maybe just more wise and knows when to hit rucks. And, but, I mean, to be fair, well, it was against third div in and obviously a preseason game, but it ended up being twenty six all in that game. So it was a draw to start off their uh, preseason campaign. So um, I'll have to have a look at the penalty numbers, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many uh, 
Yeah, how many like not releases did we do when Jamie Henry have at the right? So we, yeah, we was our first cleaner in this first right, and um, just already running for a, a crossfield kick or something. Got three wingers on the right hand side, but um, no, interesting. I think you know rugby. Yeah, well, I think that you know most teams run that one three three one setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With like your Lucy's and the wits, so you're really just like loading up your wide channel with wingers and like you know ball players. Yeah, so, I mean, bring a bit more speed into it. On, a, on attack, it would look very like very sexy yeah, having yeah. like the, those kind of players hanging out there. Yeah. Not saying that you're a bad person having the wide channel with me, H, but mm. if you were like a winger, it almost <laughs> it's a different style, eh? Like, yeah. um, I could be a winger. Yeah, maybe. Fine, I don't want yeah. to speed up a little bit. It's people where I can underestimate. Being on the wing, eh? there's a bit more to it. Like you know, in the junior grades, if you were just the crap rugby player, you'd put them on the wing, get them out there, um, and yeah. that's kind of just transcended all the way through to pro rugby as well. Everyone just uh, under eighty fives. It was like, oh, you're late. Um, you've only got one position left. It's the wing, and we know that we've got a fullback playing um, first five, so you're not going to get the ball anyway. So yeah. you're just going to carry everything. So you're just standing there looking. Yeah, you have to take high balls whenever they come your way. Yeah, um, but no, I think the biggest problem age would be you probably wouldn't be able to fit the number eleven or number fourteen jerseys because oh, they only go up, they don't go up as high as mm. uh, you know number eight ones. I think so. That's the biggest thing that's holding you back. Not yeah. saying you're you know too much muscle arms. You know. <laughs> yeah, just right. Yeah. <laughs> the juice that we're putting on the weekend, I think Kiwi's been putting them in the dryer too much. Because eh? jeez, <laughs> oh, that's what. Oh no, that just went for tight. like you know like the no no one could scrag, no scrag. Oh no scragging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's, you get a line break and someone breaches out for you. There's no way. There's no way they stop you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, uh I think they were the ones that we were supposed to use in our 2019 season or something like that second jerseys or maybe it was the season that got cut short and I think because they had them and hardly ever used them we're using them for our pre-season at the moment or something so bit of inside knowledge uh, yeah, stuff that you guys are <laughs> yeah. wanting to hear so what was it with those journeys especially when it wasn't even televised so no one knows what jerseys we're talking about but um but yeah your first game in a while age uh, yeah it was yeah yeah there? 20 20 minutes it felt like 80 minutes uh, I was blowing <laughs> after 10 it was tough but now it's good to be good to be back out there right just uh it's a lot better than running around conditioning games and yeah, yeah got a bit of a bit of a tussle, I suppose. Mm, I was yeah. going to say, a bit of a rumbux. A bit of a rumbux, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> quite funny. I, I think it's a bit of a winger as well, isn't it? But yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, did I just get in a full-on week, like, dust uh, up Mate, three-on-one, on three-on-one, <laughs> and I was standing at the back, choo let's go! <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I think, well, you're trying to get the ball off them. We got a penalty or, I think, Oh, yeah, no, I just saw in the old classic grub play. Not nah, grub well, yeah, I sort of, like, the whistle had gone and then well, wingers just, like, are good for that and then I just like slammed him on the ground and then <laughs> oh, I was like yeah, take yeah, that yeah. and then I walked over to get the ball and then I got a shove from behind from a big foreigner and then the guy that was on the ground stood up and chucked the ball and hit my chest oh yeah. that's gr- and then I was for laughing <laughs> it yeah. sounds like a little bit of grubbery mm. to be honest um, and no then, I said it out to the boys and they're like yeah that's good that's yeah good. yeah no that I reckon so I love it like yeah. a little bit Should of like put it on our socials yeah, yeah. Mm. Japan Rugby Weekly. Mm. That is rugby too. I think so if you like, listen really, you can hear that. <laughs> yeah, the woohoo, eh? Yeah, yeah, the woohoo. Oh, I just get the boys excited. Mm. Yes, I was pumped, eh? I was mm. pumped. Yeah, yeah you were staying in the blue. They were all in the red. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just, and we had purple. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but everyone loves a. Uh, when you're angry and you see someone laughing, you just make you more angry. So and then I think that wing had to come over because it was our penalty. He came over and because it was a preseason game, we had our coaches on the bench. And I think. 
I'm pretty sure he's trying to like tell Glax or someone to move away from the sideline and Glax was just standing there like just um, not moving and he just he kind of backed away I think for, it's where, oh, where, yeah. you know like early mind games with Rico mm. like we're already just <laughs> in your playing head. with them <laughs> um, yeah we should have just like we said do you have zombie like the song as a like a thing because that is one of my go to just oh. Little like music clips that I like throwing at people every now and then. Um, but I, I am connected to my phone, so I could put it on. But then, because um, we're such a big podcast now, we'll probably get done by Spotify yeah. for um, streaming. <laughs> we'll wait, we'll wait. Um, Maybe I'll have to remix it for you. Mm, yeah. Do you want to just sing it? <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> After a few. I'm minutes. actually disappointed we didn't uh, touch on a wee karaoke on the weekend. Just been. We oh, didn't. Like what? Yeah, I was kind of keen not for like a whole night there, but yeah. to d- dabble for like a 30 minute or an hour. That's good like, to yeah, voice should be warmed up because it was going good on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. I was, it was more like we were just in such a big group at one stage. We're like, we're not going to get 20 people into a booth. Yeah, so yeah. we kind of, you kind of had to wait for it to separate. And then by the time we did, we were all way too Was like, that your Sanji Kai? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then we're like too inebriated to like make anything happen <laughs> by then. We're like, oh, yeah. um, Maybe I'll just drink some more Nihonshu. Yeah, if you're not at the right uh, level, like if you're too drunk, then you kind of just go in there and then everyone just starts. Because you're sitting down, you're waiting for someone to sing. And if you don't know the song, you just start falling yeah. asleep. Definitely um, a few people love having a wee kip. Yeah. The old karaoke moves. Um, as uh, I touched on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you um, say you guys had a bit of Nihonshu as well? The Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. The, sake. Yeah, mm. Japanese rice wine. Mm. Nihonshu. I'm actually a really big fan. And I like, I think I hold it and can drink it fairly well. Mm-hmm. So like, it's a real good one to go to when I'm with like some heavy hitter senpais. Yeah. 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 And then they're with you and you like this little wing is just hanging out with them. Like, Oh yeah, this guy actually goes mm-hmm. all right. You've, it's you've not actually that strong. I, I, no, I reckon it's, like it's, like, it's, it's yeah. definitely one of those things that people like it or they really don't mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I think it's real easy. And I, I like the idea that you kind of just sit around having a yarn and then bang, you just like, it's almost like a little shot. Mm. Yeah. Well, you are drinking out of it like, well, we were drinking out of like a little shot glass, shot almost, glass like, yeah. like a little yeah. bowl. But, you know, you nail it and then, yeah. you know, you keep talking and then, you know, every now, it's kind of like carver, then someone mm. like gets the old clap going and then yeah, you, yeah. you fill up again and go. <laughs> mm. But it's, I don't know, it's good. It gets you on a pretty good buzz and, um, I don't know, just a fun night. Normally it comes from drinking the on show. <laughs> um, there's a, pl- I don't know if it's still there, but like four years ago or something, I was at Kanai, the home of the Mighty Bay Stars. Um, yep. Their station near, yeah, their baseball field. And there's a Nihonshu bar. And where I'm from in Fukushima, it's quite famous for a few Nihonshus. So went in there with a mate from Fukushima who just loves it. And it's an all-you-can-drink Nihonshu bar or sake bar. But you go and grab them yourself. So you just go to the ah. fridge and they just got heaps of bottles. And you just like, okay, I'm going to take this. And you take it back. And my friend afterwards was gone at night. We, I think we had an hour or so until the last train. So he just sat on the side of the road, um, just trying to get ready. Cause <laughs> like, I can't get on the train yet. And so he's just like waiting, trying to sober it, up. It's one, it's kind of like spirits. Well, it is a spirit, pretty much mm-hmm. like a rice wine spirit, but like, you know, it tastes real good, but it hits you like a good 30 minutes to an hour later. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're actually feeling all good. And cause I feel like when, you know, you're doing, you're sitting down in a little easy car, like stand up to go to the toilet and it's like, whoa, you suddenly whoa. like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. this net. hold on. <laughs> I've just been Nihonshu. Mm-hmm. And you just have a talk to yourself in the mirror. Yeah, yeah you're better than this. Yeah. You're better than this. <laughs> um, do you guys drink it? Atsukan. Uh, Atsukan's when you have it hot. So you can either have it hot or cold. I'm, um, oh, yeah. I actually don't mind. I'll, I'll drink either. Mm. Um, not because I'm an alcoholic, but it's like, <laughs> I think both taste nice. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I think obviously it depends on the weather too, like in yeah, winter. Yeah, yeah. And a cold winter's day, a nice hot sake goes down a tree. Yeah. And then obviously in summer when it's like 40 degrees and you're melting. Like, yeah. 
you want to be putting away a few um, mm. cold ones. Quench the thirst. Yeah. I'll try and say thirst a bit better next time. <laughs> <laughs> First. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, yeah, if it's real hot, I won't, but I'd prefer I'd scan the hot one more. Um, you can kind of smell the alcohol on it a bit more if it's hot, but um, yeah, I think it's a well, bit easier to drink. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it, um, yeah, it goes down a bit easier mm. in the hot one. It's, yeah. It has less of a Would white. you be able like, to a hot, hot? Like, could you no. shot it? Like no, no, you still shot it, yeah, but it's like a... Have you had, like, mulled wine before? Like, warm wine, the one that we have on the mountain sometimes? Well, like, oh, yeah. Christmas? Yeah. Um, yeah. Not okay. that I've had it, but... Um, just not, that shot me down real quick, eh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's us. No. Um, no, I think I've had it, yeah, over here at Christmas, in the Christmas uh, festivals and stuff they yeah. have. They had some, and it was, like, German stuff or something. And it was oh, like, yeah. It's like, you have, like, cinnamon, orange, and mm. it. it's yeah. like a classic on-the-mountain drink. You know, the kids have hot chocolate and mm-hmm. like, adults having their, like, mulled wine. You can have a chocolate one as well, I saw. So, like, it was like a chocolate. So, hot chocolate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just put whiskey in it. <laughs> but uh, I think, um, yeah, that place that I was talking about, maybe you can go there once, um, try a few of the Nihon shoes. Well, I was um, reading up on how there's, like, been a resurgence of, like, Nihon shoe, mm. would you say crafting or brewing, yeah, distilling, yeah, yeah. whatever, in Japan recently where uh, instead of, like, just buying bulk from like the main place like people are buying small batch Nihon shoes with like different flavors and stuff yeah and it's becoming like really big like a lot of restaurants now are offering like heaps of craft Nihon shoe so maybe we just need to like just go hunting around mm. craft Nihon shoes and Nihon having shoes. a taste you know how heaps of podcasts make their own beer and stuff should we make our own Nihon shoe yeah um, apparently just... it's meant to be like not that difficult mm. to organize it. that's why people are doing it because it's actually not that hard what about that um, rice that somebody brought like two years ago or something and just left it here at the clubhouse? That's probably turned into Nihon Shoes. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was a classic um, secret Santa, wasn't it? She was <laughs> like a 2 kg rice. <laughs> but you know how like people in Japan are real peculiar about their rice mm. as well? Like if it's like the wrong grain or the yeah, long yeah. length, they're like, you give them it like, wrong grain, can't have that. Just um, leave it at the club. Like, yeah, foreigners, no. Rice is rice, I guess, but in Japan, it's like, oh yeah, this is the rice from where I'm from, and it's the best. And because like, my granddad used to grow rice, and we used to um, just have the one that we grew at home. And, like, and oh, you're like, my granddad's rice is yeah. the best oh, rice. It was, um, it was <laughs> nothing really like bad. homemade rice. Eh? <laughs> uh, you don't really notice. I don't notice so much the different grains here, but when I go back overseas and like at a restaurant, I feel like it's not as uh, nice or like juicy yeah. the rice. So. We taught how to cook rice properly. Um, as a young fellow uh it depends like i had a friend who had like the traditional rice thing that you put it's like it's like a rice cooker but the one that you put onto the stove so like uh, yeah. on the fire yeah um and that one it cooks in like 15 minutes or something and the bottom part is a bit charred like because it's on the you know the cooker yeah um and that that's mean but otherwise in the uh, yeah, ever since I was a baby, it was just always rice, rice cooker. It's interesting, um, eh? I, um, we're the same, like, I'm obviously half Thai, mm. and my mum reckons Thai rice is better. But, mm. um, the same thing, like, it's real interesting that, you, you know, they always use a rice cooker, like, it's real important to have yeah. a rice cooker, but you'd think that, like, you know, it being like a real old thing, that they'd be like, yeah. so know, the old way, way of cooking yeah. rice in the pot. Yeah. But, no Asians really cook rice in a pot. Yeah, it's yeah. on a rice cooker, and yeah, like yeah. it's more like um, Europeans that are using it in a pot. Yeah, like, yeah. don't no one really knows how to do it. And like every time I've tried to cook rice in a pot, it's ended horrendously. Yeah, it's it's, like, yeah, it's, pretty like, it's real like starch in yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, the because it's such an important thing. If all the Japanese people are using the rice cooker, you're like oh yeah, 
it must cook it well kind of thing because <laughs> yeah. everyone's pretty udusei or you know it means loud udusei yeah. but you know they get angry or they're quite vocal about if rice is good or not so mm-hmm. um and then um when we eat rice here and then you have a few people like putting just soy sauce right onto rice or um, oh i hit it yeah i was like everyone that comes here to japan eh, like you'll have sauce and you like try flavor your rice yeah you know like but like the, apparently it's the biggest no-no eh? yeah, like you should, you should not be doing that <laughs> um, the rice tastes good by itself like putting yeah or like putting um dressing on somebody in our clubhouse uh puts dressing on their rice and the lady downstairs was like, what are you doing who was it <laughs> just uh, name dropped them it was uh somebody in the staff room oh um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Those are those are like normally the best uh, food critics. Yeah. <laughs> play for you in the staff room. Um, yeah. Big dog. No, no. <laughs> uh, somebody who listens to the podcast as well. So, um, yeah. Oh yeah. So you don't want to name drop them? No, no. Oh, I'm just waiting. Oh, name actually. them at the end. Oh, so yeah. they have to listen this to them. Like, <laughs> this is almost like guess who? Yeah, yeah. Are they bald? No. <laughs> <laughs> they cut out eighty percent of the staff because yeah. no. Question, yeah, yeah, nice. Um, <clears throat> on that subject of rice, though, how about even if like you go Costco or like most supermarkets have like a whole aisle mm. dedicated to rice, yeah, and you'll just have like every prefecture overseas rice, yeah, short grain, long grain. You're mm. like, man, that's almost too much selection. Like, well, I went to buy rice once and I just got so like overwhelmed. <laughs> didn't buy any rice, which one? I don't want to buy the wrong rice. Um, you can get like, yeah, the multi grain and stuff or the white rice, and then recently, well, not that recently, but you can get the ones that. You don't have to wash because you're supposed to wash rice a bit just yeah. to try and get stuff off it. But um, it's like an art to it. If you wash it too much, people are like, no, you're washing like the goodness off it as well. And oh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, apparently, I thought you're supposed to wash it until the water doesn't go like milky anymore. Yeah. Um, but people are like, no, you want a bit of milkiness. Uh, <laughs> like basically some white stuff comes off, like starchy stuff comes off, but you want to keep a bit on it. And it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. When well, I would, I will listen to you because you mm. are the son of a rice man. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, a grand, grandson of, um, <laughs> uh, our last name in Japanese means, uh, rice field. So. Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? Your last name's picking. <laughs> um, but yeah, my Japanese last name, or well, my mum's maiden name is Igarashi. But that doesn't mean rice field either. Yeah. Is <laughs> so it rice field da or ta? Uh, yeah, ta, like tambo no ta. So yeah. you've got like Tanaka is like inside the rice field. Yeah. Um, Yamada. Mm, Yamada, the mountain, the mountain rice, field. rice field. So There's a few yeah. more Japanese for you boys. Yeah, good. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we shift on to some rugby chat? I just wanted to quickly <laughs> refer to the um, All Blacks t- yeah. taking the, the rugby championship. Well, okay. I... Um, mm. I missed the first half of the New Zealand game because we were just coming back from our preseason. Yep. And then I unfortunately haven't watched the South Africa Australia one yet was because watching. I was dusty. Didn't need to. We had it locked in the bag. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't ever think we weren't winning it, but I still just like watching rugby. Mm. Um, I watched the first half on the bus with, uh, Glax, our coach. Um, I think using Nick Ely's bar well, so, uh, cheers, Nick. Uh, you can listen to Nick's podcast in season one. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and then it looked like I think there were two yellow cards from uh, Aussie in the first half. Yeah, I was talking then, to Big Makoto Dundi, our mm. resident Australian. He was like, not better, but he was just like, man, how like how can we even have a chance? It was always going to be so hard at the Garden of Eden. Oh. And then you just get your yellow card two minutes in. And like, 
people just think, oh, the yellow card, 10 minutes, but like the overall flow on effect of having someone get carded in the mm. first two minutes, like it, it just has such a debilitating effect on the team. Yeah. Taking out a big man in the game too. Yeah. And then, and then they had another one as well. Like you don't see the effects then they might defend the line or hang on. But when you get to like the 60th minute and the boys are like really blowing and you're hoping for some like extra subs, mm. but those like that, like extra energy has already been used and stuff. And like that's where the score started to blow out. So. Mm. I'm not going to say the yellow card's the reason we won, but it's a, it's I, I, don't wanna, yeah, yeah. I, I reckon like I, they, they're going to have to find a way to mitigate like how many cards are just getting thrown out every single game because at like some stage people just it's not as like good of a product of rugby, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. And I get player safety and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but you just, you still want to be like giving a product that people want to pay money to watch because that pays our salaries too so <laughs> we need like you know you want good footy to be getting played to get people excited about watching games yeah yeah um well i think uh obviously they're keen to then like the thing to change they want the thing to change to be i guess the tackles and like the actions from the players but just uh yeah after you've been taught to tackle a certain way or whatever for so long and um everyone's you know wanting to be rough or have that physicality as well it's yeah. like quite hard to I have think that this is more like H's area too mm. but like I just try and get people to trip over me <laughs> but um, you kind of like tackling low is good and you put them down but you're getting to the high levels where people are pretty like adept at offloading and stuff like that Yeah, like sure you can tell someone low but they're probably going to have arms free for an offload and like the attack gets a real good rumble mm-hmm. they get a bit of penetration and go forward and like all of a sudden you know like and you're 22 scoring tries and mm-hmm. you're like oh probably could have been stopped if we'd just you know like slowed the ball down well you know that you'll go in to the team like oh why did that happen and the huddle and then boys like oh they're getting penetration or we to go forward we need to slow the ball down and then so boys start trying to t- you know tackle it high and get around the ball and then bang yellow card like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you reckon if we had a yellow card for that player but then you could sub the yellow card oh sorry you could bring a player on say if like a lock went down in the weekend you can just, you can just bring on another one on bench yeah yeah and then your bench just gets cooked then you've always right? got 15 on 15 yeah yeah obviously when this yellow cards times up swapping back over oh yeah so you're 15 on 15 yeah, every yeah, time yeah. so it's your your it's almost like rolling subs yeah, yeah it's almost like rolling, rolling subs you like yeah yeah punish sure the guy that like got thought about it. yeah like you and lose you potentially one of your your better players for 10 minutes yeah, yeah. and then maybe like bigger ban so bigger they, bands, they're yeah. only you get 15 on 15 but that person doesn't only get a 10 minute thing yeah like the NRL system with the report yeah. system oh, as yeah. well like stuff like that like you, you can keep playing but then you're on report and stuff like mm-hmm. that just to keep the match at 15 on 15 for the spectators yeah you know like you just gotta find that fine line between obviously having a safe game that people can play yeah and also producing a product that people want to pay to watch yeah but i'll tell you what um obviously bernard foley been playing some really good footy i think he was good on the weekend too mm-hmm. but i'll tell you what he didn't miss from three years of playing in japan is having a massive 12 run down the 10 channel yeah. like that was a tough day in the office for him on d like yeah. ab's off here like geordie go at it yeah and, like, and he played well shit he played mm-hmm. well yeah yeah geordie oh man carried everything that came out just Probably something that um, a lot of the key media and fans have been asking for is just a direct running 12, you know, yeah. like a big body mm-hmm. running down the channel because there's no substitute for just a big man running hard, I guess. Yeah. And I think he kind of took the box there yeah. in terms of just having a big, <coughs> big physical presence mm-hmm. on the field for the ABs and probably open up Rico a bit more by sucking a few defenders. Like I'm pretty sure Foley 
almost every set piece needed help on D like he could just couldn't it take um Geordie by himself. Mm-hmm. Oh well just like I just opened up the, the field for the yeah. outside backs. Because he's a, yeah, he's skillful and yeah, he's really tall and he's not really like built like a mm-hmm. normal twelve we've had in the past, but you try no, to tackle yeah. him, he's powerful when he's Good in, in contact. Yeah. Taranaki hardcore. And that's yeah. the new sound like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, and then there was also the South Africa game too, mm-hmm. which I didn't watch, but I, I read about. Mm-hmm. But from the sounds of things, the, the South Africa set piece was just a little bit too it's strong. Pretty dominant, eh? I think. Uh, I uh, yeah, like you said, we had a party, and I think it was on like midnight ish around here. Um, so I only watched the highlights, but yeah, the first three tries I think were one was a pushover scrum, um, and then two malls I think. Uh, and then, yeah, I think a few of the models were like penalty tries in the end kind of thing. So it was just uh, quite dominant there. Set piece. It's very South Africa-esque, isn't it? Mm. They're like going for that set piece dominance. But they do also have like really good backs. It's kind of like... Mm. <laughs> they, they get lost a bit. Yeah. I'm always like, but it's funny. I must have read like a couple of articles or clicked on a few things on Facebook from like South African media. And now the algorithm just giving me like heaps of South Africa articles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and I read them. And it's real interesting to see like the South African media's point of view on the team. Like they're all pretty disappointed mm-hmm. in the performance from what I can gather. Yeah. We're like, they kind of probably expected a bit more, but they also had like, you know, France for staying at 10 and, um, he's pretty old, mm-hmm. you know, like I obviously just had him as a stopgap because they've had so many injuries and now like yeah, this guy yeah. knows our game plan and it'd be pretty, maybe a bit tough to just bring in someone completely new into mm-hmm. the, um, team. He can kick a ball as well. So yeah. yeah. Oh, did you? Mm. Someone like got fit, like went for a charge down, like falcon to the face from a Francois Stanker. Ooh. Like my goodness, mm. that would be like almost like a Mike Tyson punch to the face. I reckon. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that would have hurt. I'm pretty sure I knocked him out. Eh? <laughs> I don't know, mm. but the guy looked like he was in pain. Well, like, that would that'd be tough to take. It would be. Um, it's like South Africa ended up running away with there were two late tries, but then I think when um, RG came back, it was because. Uh, South Africa had a yellow card as well and um, I didn't really see the actual thing like up close what happened but I was watching the highlights with the South African commentary and they said um, the ref I guess got it wrong he saw something that maybe wasn't there so I'm not sure if they were hard done by by yellow card as well but um, yeah I think card. I saw a few people fans um, yeah disappointed with the officiating or something and maybe they thought if yeah, he wasn't yellow carded, then they could have got a few more tries and they would have helped them win the championship. But I guess yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. shouldn't have saved that up for that last game. Mm-hmm. That's on them. But <laughs> 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 uh, they there was there was a lot of yellow cards that game, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think there's six. another one from um, IG for like maybe pulling down the like one of the penalty tries. Um, yeah, the guy who did it. I think got penalized. Oh, yellow card as well. So. Yeah, just a lot of those ones, like what? not necessarily for foul play, but just for. There was a, like a real contentious try for the ABs. I reckon that kind of slung the game for us too. The white lock one. Yeah, oh, yeah but yeah. it was the, the timing of it was that Australia were kind of hanging on, and then like after that try, we kind of ran away with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like the, the Aussies might have just felt like, oh, like man, we're just not getting rubber the green today, mm-hmm. or yeah. like you know, just like a lot of things can go to that moment. But I felt like after that moment, the game really swung. Mm. Babies. but yeah there was it was, would have been a pretty tough one for the team I would have been on our side I, yeah, yeah. I reckon it could have gone either way quite um, easily 
Do you guys feel that like in a game, if you think you're hard done by by a referee, you're like, oh, no, I was over that ball or something, maybe um, on a jackal, and then you get penalised and they score off that penalty? Does that gonna is it hard to bounce back from that? Uh, I think it's continuously happening. Yeah, yeah. Like I think little moments. Yeah. Um, uh, Colin Slade touched on it last year, like that mental kind of training in games, like those little moments and being able to flush something. Mm-hmm. Like if you sit on something for too long in a game, because there's so many little moments that if you if you can learn to flush them and kind of just reset obviously then you can kind of get back in the game but you you even see in games when like those momentum shifts where you can see teams are in the red a little bit and i think that that is a big part of the game especially in world cups as well we're mm-hmm. playing a lot of games being able to like shift on and like yeah. mentally reset yourself especially yeah, yeah. like and to do it as a group as well like mm. individually like players will be doing it but then if you're not doing it as a group and yeah yeah, yeah. like things like um offsides where you like you know teams are consistently off good yeah. offside or like ruck penalties and just being mm. like guys like i know it's tough we can the, control the, the, those yeah the team uh, you know you might just feel like you're under a lot of pressure you know those, those kind of penalties are just like pressure releases in the mm. sense that you're under so much pressure that like you do just kind of hold on to the ball too long or like you just creep offside because you can just feel the pressure mounting yeah, but learning yeah, how to control yeah. that yeah sure pressuring the ref as well like I oh, was sorry getting pressure from the ref as well especially in like Japan's mm. competitions and when you're in those heated moments it's like the ref <laughs> seeing something totally different to what you're seeing and it's like yeah I uh, definitely uh, everyone everyone playing, I was like, you're trying to paint a picture to the ref you yeah. know like there's always those 50-50 calls and if you can paint the right picture for the ref and you get it and then you span to the other side and you can see them just like <laughs> eyes open like wow yeah give them a wink and yeah yeah but that, that's mm-hmm. part of the game so yeah. I know I, there's always going to be like a human error or human element mm-hmm. to refereeing and in, in the game of rugby it's kind of just working with it I think yeah yeah nice um I think that's probably the first time we've already used your guys' player insights. I'm probably using them all. How many podcasts we had? Five yeah. deep? Yeah, yeah. It's like, We're slowly it's getting in. Yeah, yeah. Getting it's just going with rugby expertise. In there. <laughs> but yeah, nice, boys. Um, and then I guess just to finish off, um, I wanted to ask you guys another non-rugby question, you know, a Japan kind of question. I was going to ask you what was your favourite rice brand, but we kind of worked out that you didn't really have one. So yeah, or rice, or I actually just don't know. White <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The purple packet. <laughs> um, what's your go-to alcoholic beverage? Maybe outside of beer, when you go to like oh. a Nomi holiday or something. Um, when I first came to Japan, we got played at a this place called Doma Doma. Oh yeah, that's a chain izakaya, and they have like a Nomi holiday. I think it's like two thousand yen from 10 p.m. till morning, so till like 6 a.m., so you can just pay it to that. I remember um, Ash Parker at the time was the foreigner I was with, and he took me there, and he pretty much just like senpai'd me and just locked me in from 10 p.m. <laughs> so we just go till we can't go anymore. <laughs> and I don't know why, he's like this big hulking number eight, and he's like introduced me to Ringo Sours, like an apple oh, sour, yeah. oh, and yeah, that's yeah. all we drank for the <laughs> whole night. And I, I, they do actually taste really mm-hmm. nice. Like that's a little sweet, but they've got that apple tang to it. It's, yeah. not like, it's not like smoking a Red Bull vodka, and you just have that like sweet, mm-hmm. sickly taste in your mouth. Like I do risk. really like Red Bull vodkas. Mm-hmm. But um, a Ringo Sour, if you, they've got it, um, at an Isakai, I nine times out of ten will order that. Yeah, nice. Does it taste like cidery almost? Or? No, I'd like a Granny Smith's apple. Oh, it's oh. kind of where I'd, you know, like a, a sweet but a good tang. And then mm. you've got obviously a, a lot of sour, the mix, the shochu mix in there as well. 
um, like super rough hangover. Like oh, yeah. the shochu's terrible, <laughs> and like you've always got like just a bazillion preservatives and like flavoring. <laughs> it's just like you're asking for like a pounding hangover the next day. But um, oh, yeah. good drink. Yeah, nice. Good, nice. Like, also, yeah, I haven't actually drinks. been to too many Nomi Hall days. Eh? Like, so you don't go do to karaoke. You don't go Nomi Hall day, but you just convince us to go to some random fish restaurant. At yeah, I did, I, the only other time I'd been to that place, and I can remember eating a crab. Oh yeah, and that's all I remember. I, I actually remember the the artwork on the wall. Yeah, mate, that, I'm telling you, I don't even know if I that place like has a name. It just it just has yeah, artwork. These, the people listening of that Nihonjin like know the exact place we're referring to because it's just everywhere. Yeah, but um, I think another pl- thing that I've tried at that same place is that kani miso. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually don't know what the translation for that is. Well, miso is like the kind of it's almost most pastes you can call miso but kani is crab so yeah it's like a crab paste but i think it's kind of like all the off-cut crab mm, yeah gets put in like a paste and into the shell and it's kind of like a brown tinge to it and it's actually really nice oh, and yeah. I, um all the boys are real surprised they, i think they like thought they were stitching me up by mm. giving it to me and then i was like oh this is actually real yeah. nice so mix it with some yeah. white rice and yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and a bit of nihonshu mm. um but yeah, how about you, H? Any go-tos? I guess sweet. No, no go-to drinks, yeah, because um, either I'm at the high end of I've drunk too much I can't remember or I haven't actually gone. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I thought you were going to say no drinks because I don't drink. <laughs> I'm a professional rugby player. <laughs> <laughs> All the way. Yeah. No, yeah, but if I was to choose a beer, it would be Green Label mm-hmm. from Kieran. Oh, yeah. That's oh, a nice, yeah. nice brew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, there's a lot of different beers, so... I, I think don't know why it didn't. Japan almost do pride themselves mm. on like their beer, beer selection. Or their beer, beer selection is yeah, yeah well, alcohol like, selection in general is yeah very yeah, out the wide. Gate. They also for people that don't live in Japan, there's no alcohol tax in Japan, so alcohol is like dirt cheap. That's, <laughs> That's why they can have like all you can drink. Just menus. go the convenience stock up your basket yeah. and push okay. Well, I, I went before the um, team party. I had to go buy some stuff and I bought some tequila. And like, um, our friend old Dill Pickle could not believe that the price of like tequila, like a, you know, what is it, a liter of tequila mm. it was like $10. Mm. Yeah. It was just like, what? And I was like, did you shop? Like, you've been here two <laughs> years, but there's no alcohol tax mm. <laughs> in Japan. I think is- the only thing that's taxed is beer. Um, but that's why you'll see some real cheap things, but they're not beer. The, oh, I see. One part of the process of making beer is taken out or changed, so it's not technically beer, so they don't uh, have to pay the tax. So it's like a beer, but not like made properly mm. like a beer. Yeah, oh. yeah. So it, it tastes <laughs> yeah. a little bit different, but it's way cheaper. So if you ever see like, oh man, this beer is way cheaper, let's drink that, then it's probably not technically but beer. Even but even like buying like a six pack of Sapporo mm. is like not that expensive. Yeah, yeah. compared to other countries. Eh? Yeah. yeah, like New Zealand's expensive to drink. Mm, yeah. like, I don't know what the neck is like, but you go to a bar in Auckland, you're dropping like 20 bucks for like a glass of beer. Yeah, yeah. It's just insane. Um, yeah, is this the Nomi Horo menu? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I think, because you don't really do that much home drinking, like parties, don't do house parties in Japan. Like People drink by themselves, but if you're going to drink with other people, you drink at a izakaya or something. So I yeah. think in general, it's more affordable way so. when i first came to japan i did that like i was in a an apartment and stuff but i invited all the boys from my year mm-hmm. to, like pre-drink what's it Lejikai? my house because like that's just how i was brought up mm. you know in New Zealand. Well, that's what we do in new zealand eh? yeah, you just you go to someone's house because and... you can't actually afford to drink and um <laughs> so we went well, i like went there, like what why and i was like you know like pre-drinks like let's start at mine and they're like why don't we just go earlier and drink at the car and i was like oh 
what but we can drink at my place yeah. <laughs> but like obviously it just makes no sense to really do pre-drinks mm. when you can just drink for the same price yeah and you get supplier. attended to mm. yeah drinks yeah. come you to your table to your own food. but you don't get to play your own music but uh, i mean yeah. pros and cons i guess um, some bars you just give them the um, if you know the button, you just give them the thing, or they've just got like YouTube and you've got the little Apple TV or whatever, and they just give yeah. you their promoting and just playing well, yeah, well, songs. I've so. definitely been to like a fair amount of bars now where they're just pretty happy for you to slap your phone on. Yeah. Except with you know, the old AUX cable, but now mm-hmm. it's Bluetooth, which can kind of like spanner. But, um, yeah, like you can, they just play your own music mm-hmm. and they're just pretty happy with it. Yeah. I think because a lot of bars in Japan, are real small so they can only take like one or two big groups anyways mm-hmm. so they're just pretty happy like oh yeah if you guys are going to be here for the night yeah. i'll just play your music um and then they learn a bit bit of uh i guess they get exposed to new music and they're like oh that's kind of a yeah, cool yeah. kind of thing as well so yeah, yeah. and i can sing along to away yeah. oasis wonderwall oh. <laughs> oh, nice what about living on a period oh. yeah classic Nice. I can definitely do one of these podcasts at a karaoke booth. We'll be able to get more people in and then might have to finish off with some songs. Oh, dangerous. I mean, we wouldn't put the songs on the podcast because obviously we're so good (laughs) that um, we'll get copyrighted. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. A nice voice. Um, any parting words before we go? Uh, if we've got time, I do have, I told myself that I wouldn't keep doing this, but. (laughs) Um, our friend the dill pickle is just like a fountain of infinite material <laughs> yeah we've got to do dylan news of the week yeah dylan news of the week so obviously dill was an absolute legend and babysat for um, my son the other weekend for my wife's birthday and i got home and i was actually pretty steamed and i like went to pay him an itchy mum and he's like oh, don't worry about it and i just took it back real quick because mm. i was like i didn't really want to pay him but i like, thought you know you should have to offer yeah. out of just dropped heaps of money on dinner and i was on that game <laughs> and he's like oh, i'd have all your protein anyways and i was like you do actually have a lot of my protein so he's like don't worry about it and i was like oh yeah sweet that's all good and then i um i roll into training on monday and we've just done weights and um dill's finished before me and i'm walking back to my locker and dill just walks past and he's like i always collect my debts and i was like okay <laughs> interesting and as i'm walking to my locker so because D- um dill's been having my protein i'm just been going through real quick so i bought another protein for when this one runs out so i'm ready to go and i've still got like a third of like a tub left of my old one and dill's just gone and opened my like spare protein <laughs> and opened it up and used the fresh one for his protein <laughs> i'm just like what are you doing and he's also dipped into my creatine as well which for whatever reason is the one supplement he actually has his own thing of <laughs> so like he's relentless like he's a special <laughs> man our friend the deal he gets his uh, yeah all weird. he always he's like a lannister he always collects his debts <laughs> Especially, yeah, especially when it's not like you're like, oh no, I'm good for it kind of thing. You offered, and then I was like, no, no, it's all good kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, like, I'll get like, my revenge. Yeah. I didn't think he was gonna like just open. No, so I've got like two opened proteins now. They're like trying to get through. Oh well, all the uh, dinosaurs boys listen to this. Um, you don't want that to go off, so make sure you go into Ben's uh, locker room and yeah, grab the stuff. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I this home. is I heard this from Makoto, but apparently. Um, because Dill kind of dips into everyone's sups. Um, one time Dill actually did bring in protein and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but because he'd gone into everyone's so much that everyone went into his one and it went real quick. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think it's put him off, like bring his own life. protein in. Yeah. <laughs> so, hence why he keeps his protein at home and just dips into everyone else's. <laughs> nice, nice. 
yeah. Uh, um, we ever get Makoto Rindy back on, he's got a great story about a Ziploc bag and some mm. protein, but we'll leave that one for another yeah, nice. day. That can be dill material um, for, for the next one. Lindy, uh, I know you're listening. We'll be, get you on next week. Maybe a camp. Yeah. Oh, I oh, do yeah. think for the camp one, definitely get a few boys mm. around together and just. Yeah, because um, I think we've got a. There's one night we've got a carver night. Oh, we do we? Yeah, carver and, Friday, and potty. Carver and potty. And then we've got the Friday, obviously, team barbecue. Um, um, so maybe barbecue. pre, mm. pre the, barbecue. The Nice. Um, yeah, the only, um, today when we were doing this, obviously, had to change times because I had a meeting suddenly come up. Um, and then it's just like, yeah, my schedule is so different to you guys. So sometimes then when we've got all this time off at camp, then it's just like, oh, no, we've got a staff meeting. It's like, oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So the worst case, no. I just And do you just be like, no, but guys, I've got an important <laughs> podcast to yeah. record. Well, I actually messaged uh, Matsu. I was like, when are you free tomorrow? And I said, oh, well, I've got a thing 10 to 11 and doing a podcast. Yeah. Any other time. But then at the exact same time, he messaged me back. Like, as I sent mine, he messaged me back. He's like, oh, I think everyone else can do 10. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, like, yeah, we might have somebody there who can speak a bit of English or something anyway. So Doug, and I was like, but I could hear in his text, he's like, you know, you know what your job is kind of thing. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll work something else. I love how that you it's can, my you week can hear his text. Yeah, yeah. You can hear like, it's like, oh, no, we could. He's sitting looking at his phone, eh? No. <laughs> so I just you like, were coming oh, back. It was just real awkward because if he'd seen that like a minute before, I would have just told him, yep, sweet, and then told you guys, oh, sorry. But I sent out, I can't do between 10 and 11. Then he sends, it was literally as I sent it at some time. We're starting at 10. I was like, oh, um, but yeah, it worked out. Um, we're here for an early one. Obviously, yeah, you've got your pump on, Ben. Yeah. Just finished yep. your gym. We off week pump. Mm. Yeah. Nice guys. Um, thanks for, uh, coming on again. Um, pleasure. Always a pleasure talking to you guys. I think we've, uh, yeah, talked a bit more rugby than normal, which is good. Uh, yeah. but no, let us know. Um, always, uh, you know, looking for feedback. If you're like, now we want more rice stories or <laughs> uh, more rugby stories, let us know. And if there's any news that you want us to react to, uh, send that through as well. And we can um, do that. Any questions? Oh, we've got a few questions. I'm kind of building them up and maybe do a question special or something, but could do a listener question of the week actually and just do yeah. them weekly. Yeah, so yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We can post a question out mm. on the Instagram page and then, yeah. 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 Attempt to answer it. Yeah. Nice. How good. Um, that's sweet. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, that's us for this week. Uh, but full credit to the boys. So it was a game of two halves, but rugby was one on the day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks to How the ladies rugby? in the kitchen. Right. Hey. <laughs> thanks for listening to another episode of the JRW podcast. Make sure to rate and share the pod if you enjoy it. And don't forget to use code JRW15 at the ANR Pro checkout for a 15% discount. Arigats. I'll talk to you next week.